probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's the man responsible for creating Darth Vader's suit. It's Dr. Blylo. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, man, boy, I'm going to level with you. Do- <laughs> I like it. Dr. Blylo. Is that a reference to a canon character? It's Dr. Silo from the Darth Vader comic series. And he also had a run in with Dr. Aphra in the ah. Vader. I don't know if it's the Aphra series or the Vader. It may be Aphra or Vader. One of them. But whenever we get to those that stage of the comic run, you'll come across Dr. Silo. Uh. Dr. Silo, eh? Yep, yep. Okay, okay. No, dude, I am loving it. And I tell you what, again, once again, Matty Boy is bringing the spicy canon Bly puns. How long is he going to keep it up, people? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Only Matty Boy knows. Matty Boy, how's your week been, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Um, yeah, carrying on. Keep on keeping on, as we say. I made a... Um, keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> I made a victorious... Sp- a Vic- a Vicky Sponge at the weekend. And I will say, um, I'm not sure it ever make the 27th baking portfolio, but it was quite oh. nice to sit down with the nippers and make a little cake. But other than that, being, um being down the field for a little jog every now and then. Yes, me jogging. And just getting out of the nice. barrel as much as possible. Beef cake. Exactly. For an essential exercise. But other than that, mate, yeah, just... Just carrying on, really. What about yourself? Oh, mate, I've had a uh, naughty little weekend, which was nice. We uh, ordered a curry in, yes. a classic Ruby Murray. I got get? a, uh, oh, mate, I go for a chicken uh, chicken bolty with, um, oh, oh, whack. <laughs> uh, smashing it out of the park, mate. Yeah, chicken bolty, pilau rice, a garlic naan. Ooh. You know what's going down. Mate. You know what's going oh, down. Oh, oh. What about what about the missus? I never actually inquire as to what uh, Mrs. Bly gets from right, me. Okay, my, listen, my missus, yeah, like she, when it comes to ordering stuff and like eating out and stuff like my missus is she plays life so safe to the point that usually what happens is she likes something and she by character i mean we're similar in this regard by character she's very obsessive so right now as we speak my missus is obsessing over these like handbags or something yeah she's like sitting there watching youtube videos about it something with star wars this is the way this is the way and she gets so like like obsessive in a mindset about something that she like loves it now before she when she used to go curry houses she used to get something different like a rogan josh or something mm-hmm. like that but i was like oh I'll, i get a chicken tikka bolty mm-hmm. and she tried mine and she loved it she loved it so much like i could see it in her face after to switch <laughs> with her and because i don't mind i love a lamb rogan josh oh, man, all over that. and all over it and she's been obsessed ever since so basically she's like mirrored my order so we both had the same thing that was a long way of saying we had the same thing (laughs) Um, (laughs) but listen mate look we're we're here we're here to talk about the wars that we don't look 
forget about quarantine, forget about lockdown. Let's escape to a galaxy far, far away. I've got myself a glass of Shiraz. I have been into the wine recently, Matty Boy. You have been, haven't you? Oh, right. Oh, what have you got? It's just feast all over me. <laughs> um, oh. That's Blue Moon all over me. Oh, classic. We have actually got like, although I've got a different brand of wine. Last Last week, I think I had like, I don't know, like a wolf tail or something. Mm. It's called something mm. crazy. But um, I have a 19 Crimes this week, which is a, again, it's an Australian Shiraz and it is, mate, oh, it's good. It's really good. So that is pretty much my weekend. Booze session. Booze and curry. <laughs> Booze, curry and Star Wars. That's That's, that's dream, life. Mate. That is the dream. That is the dream. Do you know what else the dream is, mate? It's waking up in the morning. To an excited text from Dr. Blilo saying, dude, we've got a new patron. But it's not just oh. one. We've got a couple of new patrons, haven't we, mate? Yes, we do. Shout out to all of our new patrons who have signed up to multiple tiers. First up, we got Alex Jessup, who has joined at the high ground tier. Thank you very much, Alex. Up next, we've got Jonathan Olive, who joined at the hello there tier. And finally... Finally, people, we got Katie Stubbs, who is back on the This Is Where The Fun Begins tier. So, look, we, we have an army of patrons assembling, okay? And they are they are keen and they are a machine. Thank you very much to you guys and everybody else who has signed up. And we'll give the deets to the link later on if you want to check out what we've got to offer. And if you don't, thank you anyway for listening to us. We appreciate it. So, guys... Thank you so much for signing up. We hope you enjoy the content that we have been putting out and that we're going to be putting out. So, um, yeah, shout out. Yeah, yeah, big love, guys. Thank you very much. Now, uh, shall we get the show up and running? Let's do it, mate. Let's head over to your source for all things Star Wars, mate. It's the Galactic News Round. StarWars.com has revealed Star Wars Episode 1 Racer will be available on PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch on the 12th of May 2020. Variety are reporting that Stellan Skarsgård and Kyle Soller will join Alan Tudyk and Diego Luna in the upcoming Cassian series. The Battle of Scarif update for Battlefront 2 has been delayed, this time to the end of April, according to EA and DICE. And finally, are you, are you using Zoom to connect with friends and family? If so, you can now have a selection of Star Wars locations as your background whilst you chat to loved ones and you can look super cool whilst doing it. So what are we talking about this week? I'll tell you what we're talking about this week. It's my buddy, it's my friend, it's my other child, Baby Yoda. So we're asking, what's the deal with Baby Yoda? But not actually necessarily him. It's kind of also, why did the Imperial Remnant, you know, the remnants of the Empire, why did they want Baby Yoda so badly? What could they possibly have wanted with that little green guy? Now, what were they thinking up and what's his story, basically? So, um... I'm always up to talk about Baby Yoda, mate, and the child. My uh, my young daughter's got a... She got the, the child through the post the other day from... Um, shout out to Uncle Sean. Thank you for that. And she sleeps with it every every night, and she loves Baby Yoda. 
So that helps. And but it also makes me think, oh, we we absolutely must now protect the child at all costs. So why on earth are the Empire wanting to harm or do anything to this little dude, man? Um Baby Yoda is you know, debatably one of the most iconic things to come from I, you know, I can't even say Hollywood or, or cinema. I was going to say, you can't even say cinema. <laughs> I was going to say Hollywood. Um, one of the most iconic things to come out of the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um, right at the end you know, of it. And too. I was thinking, you know, you know, you might even think in 2019, I always thought that year belonged to Thanos when it came to being an icon, iconic cinema, TV, pop culture. Um, and I did not expect this character to come out of, you know, left field and to really grab that first place as probably, you know, one of the most iconic things to come out of pop culture ever. Um, but there's a lot of mystery around this character because this whole character's arc is that he's a bounty. And I've I've found myself rewatching uh, the Mandalorian in glorious 4K, and um, which which dude looks? Oh, it's on a different level, man. Exactly, exactly. It's on a different level. Like it looks gorgeous, but Baby Yoda was wanted by the remnants of the empire and i think that's a very important thing to remember it wasn't he wasn't wanted by the empire it was what's left of the empire why why and there's again more mystery involved in it why to that planet why did the scientist dude with the glasses on that planet have a camino clone trooper or cloning emblem on his jacket why 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 and we have a few ideas about this, don't we, Matty boy? Yeah, and you, you said you said it just right there. The mystery is the key thing, and we and I mean it's easy to say well, we've only had him for eight episodes, and so not going to you know spill the beans so soon. But the mystery is being built up little by little over the over the episodes, even down to like moments where he was forced choking Cara Dune. It's like, oh, what was he doing that to protect the Mandalorian? Or was he doing that, you know, um, because he thought, because he's tapping into his dark side? Spoilers for the Mandalorian. Sorry, guys. Um, mm. So there's there's that whole mystery. And obviously, it's the species, the Yoda species. Where do they come from? Where do they go? Where do they come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Where, you know, where, where are they from? What are they all about? What, what We've only ever seen Yoda and Yaddle before. So there's that mystery as well, pre-existing. Add it into this little dude. And yeah, when we first meet him, we're, you know, the 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 client, Werner Herzog, you know, says we've got a 50-year-old, it is 50 years old. I can't remember if he says he is 50 years old or if his it is 50 years old. Do you remember? What, in the first episode? Yeah, I can't remember if it's he's 50 years old or it is 50 years old. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think they... I don't think they gave it its gender, I don't they? know. I don't know. I mean, either way... I think it's... by the second episode they do. Okay, because either way, he's 50 years old, so he's a 50-year-old and... So what you know? What is it? What is the Empire wanting him so badly for that? First, they've got the Mando going after him to take him alive or dead, if needs be, as Werner Herzog said. But then you've got IG Eleven, IG Eleven, IG, whichever one isn't. Yeah, the right IG Eleven. Yeah, but IG Eleven. Yeah, yeah. He's sent to kill him, and then as we go on, we also see other bounty, other bounty hunters are sent to kill him as well. So there's that mystery as well. So not just that the Imperial Remnant want him, 
is that at least some faction want him dead. So they that that's another interesting thing. But to open up your case, Great you mentioned Doctor Pershing with the Camino emblem on his on his sleeve, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, I didn't notice that the first time I saw it. It wasn't until I went online no, I mean, no, and saw it. No, me neither. So Camino is only known for its clones and cloning facilities. And I've got to say, I'd love to hear Camino name dropped or something. So I really dig that planet. Now, so first up, cloning facilities. Were they? Did they want Baby Yoda to clone him? And if so, what were they looking to achieve from it? That's what that's what I want to know as well. And the doctor himself, the doctor wanted to keep him alive, whereas the client was just like, you know, do what you want of him. The doctor wanted to keep him alive, but what on that? What really, you know, what really got me thinking was when the the Mando's spying on the doctor and the client, and the client says, extract the necessary material and get on with it, and be done with it. You know, mm-hmm. in a in a private mm-hmm. setting between two people, who says extract the necessary material? Why not just mention what it is they actually need? You know, ex- extract the blood, extract the midichlorians, maybe. You know, that, 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 there's that mystery as well. So you've got the you've got the Camino clone emblem. He's been told to extract the necessary material from a a child. So already, yeah, I... the mystery is building up, mate. Already. Dude, I am so glad you've mentioned those points. Point one, there is another set of people probably looking for him. Good show. You, you know, um, I think we don't have quite enough evidence or um, on-screen moments to suggest who that should be. It could be the Jedi. It could be someone else. Yeah. Now, the midichlorian thing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just bring it in early, mate. Oh, mate, because Drop that fire. midichlorians canon they are canon and they are a part of the force however i am not one of these people that think it completely explains the force in fact you know i could argue that when midichlorians are being explained in the phantom menace you know i'm going to relay this back to one of our previous shows about the failures of the jedi they were looking at the force in a way that wasn't very quote-unquote jedi Mm -hmm. it wasn't the way to look at the force although there could have been some scientific truths in it that wasn't the big picture that wasn't everything and that was one of the reasons why the jedi were 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 falling into darkness because of their arrogance so on and so forth now could we if we flip that if we flip flip that because at that time okay in the phantom menace the Jedi were falling, the Sith were rising. Yep. Now, episode six era, the Jedi are rising, the Sith are falling. Could it be that the Sith and the dark side in general is adhering to this scientific aspect of the Force? This, you know, black and white, numerical way of looking at this greater, you know, thing the force could it be that now i think that yes it is i think it that the 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 thing that makes baby yoda baby yoda and so unique and special is exactly what you said matty boy we've only seen two of his species before that is yoda and yaddle now we have baby yoda all three of them are strong with the force yeah it's it's fair to say Two of them are on the Jedi Council, and one of them is a 
baby or a child and is already shown he can lift up the mud horn. Spot on. Spot on. So we've figured out what what the common factor is between those guys. Now, what would the Imperials want from a baby like that? It can't, surely, it can't be his skin or his strength or his intelligence. And like you said, they are extracting a something, something that is that can be counted, mm-hmm. numerical, something black and they white. they didn't want to Ma- openly say on screen. That's it. Or they don't even fully understand. True. They might not know what it is. Right? Now, I feel like it is definitely, definitely midichlorians. Let's not forget, people, Dave Filoni is co-creating this. John Favreau is leading this thing, yeah? These are, these are people that are well aware, well aware of the prequels and the mythology that, that was brought with the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. So I, I genuinely think midichlorians has something to do with it, maybe. It's, it would be fun to hear the word midichlorians again, because, again, like we mentioned on the Armored Best interview, you know, for, since the prequels, people, well, certainly we, we go full circle. You start off by thinking that we're a kid. Oh, that sounds fun. When you start to understand how, you know, oh, well, why, did, why did George bring in the midichlorians, you know, after Yoda's speech in, in episode five, blah, blah. And now you come back to it and you think, just like Luke said, maybe it was just that the Jedi were looking at the Force in a different way. Uh, and that is part of their downfall and trying to sort of um, trying to ca- uh, measure the force rather than just you know going by the, what the force wills. Um, yeah, mate. It, the fact that they are extracting something—the only time we've ever seen something extracted in Star Wars is Episode One when Qui Gon extracted blood from Anakin, sent it to Obi Wan on the ship. I want to know the midichlorian count. Now the now the midichlorians though they don't actually they don't actually carry the force. It's just it, it's it's a microscopic life form, isn't it? That resides within all living cells and communicates with the Force. But at the same time, you know, George, Georgie boy, Georgie loved the midichlorians, George Lucas, and Floney was one of his proteges. If John Favreau and Floney want to come in and and say right, what George said is true, but we're going to build on that now and say actually, with a high count of midichlorians, you can actually touch and manipulate the Force rather than someone of a low count who can't. So there's no reason why they can't play around with that somewhat. Because remember, George Lucas's sequel trilogy was going to be like in the midichlorian world or something wild like that. That would have expanded on it. So I honestly think with you, with you that somehow, shape or form, those those chlorians are going to factor in somehow. I don't know how, because the the only ways that it can be would be to tra- take take the midichlorian transfusion and put it inject it into other people the i think the story group said that in universe it's impossible to transfer the force from one to another but they've also come out and said if any creator wanted to you know do something like that then that's up to them do you know what i mean they could do that if they want to just because at the minute it hasn't been done doesn't mean it can't be in future now inject the midichlorians into others for what purpose to create a clone <laughs> army to create a, a you know is, is it is this Moff Gideon play into this? And there, there's obviously a big old elephant in the room, which you know one of the films you may have just watched. But why would you want to inject the midichlorians, like extract them, like dark science cloning secrets only the Sith knew? Why would you want to extract it, Blyla? And why would you want to potentially like, infuse it with someone or something? So I don't think it's necessarily from like a, a military point of view, like an army. 
or anything like that. I have two ideas. Go on in. Um, and I, I think both are equally as viable. Um, and I think there's reason for, for both. I'm going to go with the first okay. one. Um, I want to know which one's your favorite. Um, Moff Gideon. Obviously, using the dark saber at the end of the Mandalorian, um, which of course is the saber used in Rebels, used in the Clone Wars. Traditionally, as far as we know, is uh, an object that once someone owns it, once someone has fought for it and is in possession of it, they have the right to rule the planet of Mandalore and the Mandalorian people. Um, now, someone like that, someone like Gideon, just from the little screen time he's had, and I think this is a testament to um, Esposito, is it? Giancarlo Esposito, yeah. Carlo Esposito, thank you. Um, this, is, this is a testament to his acting, but from the little time he's been on there, he comes across as a character, as someone who craves power, mm-hmm. craves you know, almost attention. Now, could it be that he is looking for some sort of force power? He is so obsessed with in-universe mythology, in-universe power, and so on and so forth, that he wants to, you know, mimic his predecessor, Mm -hmm. whether that's Palpatine, Vader, whoever. You know, it could be him. Now... The other thought, Matty boy. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it. Matt knows it. I know it. You just say Everyone, it. I'm, I'm hoping a lot of people listening know it. And I've mentioned this on previous shows, man. I can't help but feel The Mandalorian is, it's, a, it's an amazing show. It has a lot of capacity to do a lot of things just through the the practical way it's filmed and made you know the runtime it has it already you know we've we've had um 840 ish minute episodes of yeah. the mandalorian we've already had more mandalorian you know than some trilogies yeah. yeah so if this stood on its own it would have more screen time of the mandalorian i'm pretty sure than like any of the other trilogies, unless my maths is way off. Um, let's do that quickly. Let's I'm do, going, that's, I'm going that's ca- about four to five hours worth of material. Yeah. Okay, so maybe a little less. So, yeah. You're still yeah, working yeah, out, okay. aren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but okay. So it, it's still a lot. It's still a massive chunk of time. Um, but I think just through the the way it's made and the the um, space it has to tell stories, I think it has. It's capable of telling a lot of different things at once in in a you know a normal pace. Um, episode nine had a crazy quick pace, um, and because of that, and because of some other reasons. You know, it feels rushed in places and there are some plot points to me that don't feel like they were filled up, filled out enough. And I know Matty Boy agrees, especially when it comes to Emperor Palpatine and the return of Palpatine. However, did they do that? Did they purposely leave out some explanation for Palpatine? Because they knew 
The Mandalorian was was made, season one was in the bag, and they knew, you know, where the story was going. Did Dave Filoni or someone, someone say, you know what, I wouldn't worry too much about that explanation because that's not, it's good, but it's not great. And we, we're sure we can tell it better in The Mandalorian. And JJ and Chris Terrio would be like, oh, yeah, that's great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They'd be all over that. that. They'd be like, yeah, no, that's fine. Okay, whatever. I mean, they were moving a thousand miles an hour on that production mm-hmm. anyway. Um, Matty boy, I want to hear your thoughts on this, dude, because I, I genuinely think it is viable. But stop me in my path if, if I think I'm getting too carried away. Am I getting too carried away? Mate, you can't. I don't think at the minute you can take anything off the table about... I, I still genuinely, genuinely, genu- genuinely. How can I can't say that word? Genuinely believe that Palk's coming back and the way it was handled was just awful writing by Abrams and Terrio. And I know, shoot me down. We got the, we got the, uh, you know, the part, the dark side of the pathway to unnatural abilities and all that. That's not Palpatine telling <laughs> anyone how he came back. That's just him winking at the audience, saying, "Do you remember that from Episode Three? Good, wasn't it?" That's not an that's not an answer, and obviously we got in we got the novelization gave us an answer which we're going to play on here. But there, but then again, if they if they knew that something was cooking in the background, that could you know help smooth some of that storytelling. I'm sure they would have gone up on that and been like, okay, well, we haven't we, we've got this idea so far, which is what they gave us. We won't expand on it then because you guys are going to do it, or, or you're going to lay the breadcrumbs in your show. There's nothing to say they didn't do that. So for Moff Gideon, I totally agree with with that. Gideon, Moff Gid, the fact that he's got the dark saber in the first place is a is a big deal. I mean, because that I mean that was what the, it belongs to the first Mandalorian Jedi, and it's passed down the generations. It has history and it has weight and gravitas to it. And then Gideon just swaggers out like a bad boy of his Tie Fighter with it, and then stands and stands on top of the wreckage like a right boss. He looks like a yeah. man with power, but also a man who craves power, like you said, who who wants that power. And I mean, people have said that his um, his garment looks a bit like Darth Vader. I think that's more just coincidence than anything. To me, it looks more like Inferno Squadron's uh, like Arden Versio's outfit. Yeah, then anything I got else. I got Inferno Squadron yeah, vibes. It looks more like that. So I think he I and again and I've heard this before as well that the idea that that Gideon is after a greater power. He craves to be you know like his peers, like his masters, like those who those above it came before him. I mean, I like to I mean I like the idea of him wanting to do it, not knowing if it's quite going to work. So do you know what I mean? So rather than having a fully fleshed up. I love the idea of him being so like far gone in his idea that he wants to be this force power, force wielding, um, all powerful man that he's willing to transfuse something, which he doesn't even know if it's going to work. If he's even going to kill him into his own body to get there. I like the idea that cause that's never, ever been touched upon. And we always say we want different types of stories in our live action star Wars. And the idea of someone trying to manipulate the force within them when it wasn't there before, like via artificially is a very interesting um, storytelling. And if it doesn't work, that's it. We don't have to use it again. Like if they decide to say, okay, Moff Gideon tried it, it didn't work or it killed him. Then that, 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 that's why you've never heard it, seen or heard of it again, because the one time someone tried it, it didn't work, it killed him or it could work because he's something completely like 
mad on that point. But uh, you go on and I'll, I'll get to the palps in a minute. Now, the, the, the thing is as well, like Star Wars has already taken the franchise down that route. It has alluded to cloning and not just clone troopers, but cloning of a major character. Clone vessels, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and the, the crazy thing is that is more old expanded universe than ever. Absolutely, if mate. that ain't from like a nineties book or comic book, Dark Empire, then I don't it? know what is. Do you know what I mean? They loved cloning everyone and their aunt in that old universe. Yeah, now now we are kind of going down that route. I don't really um, like clone, unless we're, we're, except when they use no. it for the clone troopers. No problem with that because that's you know the Clone Wars. Like, the fact that they made an army of clones is fine because. You know, they were faceless. And also, I love the clones anyway. But when it comes to clone, cloning people, uh, 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 that's as bad as time travel to me. Yeah. I And listen, we don't know for definite. We don't know for definite if that is the way it went down. You know, and, and Matty boy, I know you want to play some audio, don't you, mate? Yeah, because I think maybe the, what I was about to say <laughs> might be might it might be better for me to say after the audio. Go on, sir. Let's press play. What's the audio? <laughs> oh, I thought you. Said, <laughs> I thought you said. I thought you said. Yeah, like, uh, which we're gonna hear later. Something oh no! Like, I, but... No, no. I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, um, I was sk- skirting around the palps thing. I was like, we're gonna talk. We'll hear more about that later on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? Just for jokes, let's keep this in. Have we got any kind of um, audio we can play in this place? No, no, not really. Oh, unless unless what what Dominic uh, Monahan says. Okay, here we go. This is what in, Dominic Monahan said. <laughs> Dark science, cloning, secrets only the Sith knew. Look at that. We had it planned all along. Uh, here we go. Dark That's science. smooth, isn't it, lads? Eh? Secrets only the Sith knew. You know, yeah. Beaumont Kin, his name was, he was a he was somebody who stu- studied the Sith. Of course, the film didn't tell you that. The visual dictionary and the book did, but um, the film just dropped it in. But listen, man, like the books, the dictionary, all of that stuff is B-rated canon. Yeah, if a TV show wants to come and change it, not necessarily drastically, but slightly, the live action will always, always take first place. It will. Yeah. And... And, you know, I'm starting to see that that's how the cookie crumbles in Lucasfilm at the moment. Um, and so, yeah, I think the plausibility of, you know, that being actually Palpatine's body or a clone, you know, either way, you could have a story fit around that, that, look, we need to boost this, like, dead bodies, midichlorian count. Like, who I don't know, maybe midichlorians can um, heal you know, to to some extent, bring bring life back. We know that Baby Yoda has that ability. He has that ability to uh, heal wounds if he yeah. wants. Um, go on. No, I was just. I'm so I'm just signing to myself, just trying to piece it all together because it is absolutely on a table. And it to me, it's the big one, really. It's like that kind of big reveal that if they came out and said, in some way, shape, or form, Baby Yoda helped contributed to the rise of Palpatine again. Firstly, as long as they don't harm the child, I am I'm not having Palpatine destroy baby Yoda or else that man's done for me. But it's 
was it to aid your turn about was was baby odor juice in those vials that were being pumped into his neck on exegol because there was some sort of liquid being pumped into him to maintain his like shell of a body what, you know what was in that because it and and the book as well says uh, it's it it was in very limited supply they had that's why there was a in the film like 16 hours or whatever that's why there was a countdown because palps without on his last kind of like vial would have died. You know, he, he was, he was basically on Exegol. They had no more of this life stimulant stuff. So they had to, you know, they had to re, he had to re-energize himself in the way he did in the film. So, you know, was it because he was out of somebody else's midichlorians? And I, because also on that, when, when we see baby Yoda on the table in episode three, when Mando goes all Batman DeLorean on it and, and steals him back, has the Empire? We don't actually know if the Empire's actually taken anything that they need, because Mando leaves and then he goes back. So in the meantime, did the Doctor actually extract anything from him already? That's which that's a good yeah, point. Which could be used later on. We don't know. And the question for me is because on your points, Gideon, I could see that as well, and I wouldn't be adverse to that happening as long. Again, it's all down to uh, that word we like to use: execution. Oh. Execution! I can't make the noise, but Drink. there we go. It all comes down to that if they do the whole transfusion thing. Mm. As for Palpatine, now, if they come out in the next season or two or three, whatever it is of the Mandalorian, and it intrinsically ties in now, and it is, you know, absolutely tied in to the return of Palpatine. Somehow Baby Yoda, he's in this story because he is now part of, you know, Palpatine's return. What what are, you th- what are you thinking? Because that is a massive, massive reveal. Considering that obviously he's come on, baby, what Yoda has come on to the, and also when we finally get a name for him, who's actually going to call him? They're all going to call him Baby Yoda. When he came onto this, um, the screen, everyone loves him. He's this cute little guy. Everyone's falling head over heels for him. And then if Lucasfilm kind of do a one eighty and be like, actually, well, this cute guy, they actually the Empire actually harvested him for to return to help Palpatine return. If they do that, man. What on earth are you thinking? I know it all comes down to that Ewood, but what are you thinking if he is actually central, crucial to somehow bringing Pax back? Dude, I feel like when I watch episode nine, the plot hole with Palpatine is always looming over yeah. the film. <laughs> and there are some there are some gorgeous gorgeous moments in the rise mm. of skywalker mm. some of my favorite moments in the whole saga are in episode nine and um but i can't help but think that now if that were to happen in the mandalorian if baby yoda not and i'm not even necessarily saying he has to die for this to happen Ugh. i think they would write a way around it personally i i think that um I I would be on board with it because I would see episode nine and I'd be like, oh man, yeah, it like I know why that happens. Mm-hmm. Because let's let's imagine we're back in two thousand and two yep. to two thousand five, Matty Boy. Yep. Yeah. That mention of the Clone Wars, we were promised. Yeah. That was over real quick. Yep. Yeah. Before before we got any cartoons. And I'm not talking about the 2003 series of of, uh, Clone Wars, because even if you include that, Clone Wars, proper short, thought they'd have a bit more to it. Yes. 
it's only now that we have a fleshed out animated series that explains a lot of the Clone Wars. It explains a lot of the fall of Anakin, so on and so forth. Um, but with, I, I, you know, I can't help but in that time, you know, you would just kind of go along with it a bit more because you couldn't just upload a YouTube video or watch a YouTube video that criticized everything in five minutes. And, you know, yeah, right. So you would kind of just make your own conclusions. And I think you'd enjoy things a bit more. Um, and I can't help but feel like if this was 2005 and we just had episode nine and the Mandalorian was coming and the Mandalorian came and answered that question, that plot hole in episode nine, Palpatine, um, you know, I'd be all over it, man. Yeah. I'd be all over it because it's connecting the canon. It's connecting this universe. And, you know, what if, uh, you know, we know there are people that are watching The Mandalorian that, you know, haven't even watched the saga films or, or just aren't as interested yeah. or don't really remember what happens. This could push them back into the films. You know, I could see that happening for multiple reasons. I could see why Lucasfilm Disney, John Favreau and Dave Filoni would want to make those connections. Yeah. I agree. To me, to me, all canons are great. To me, you know, I'm a complete fiend for all that stuff. But any way that they can tie in any kind of canon together, which which will include the films, of course. Anytime they can tie in the films and another medium intrinsically like that is an absolute win for the franchise. So if they can tie in yes. episode nine and the big reveal of the Mandalorian, not the Mando TV series doesn't, doesn't need validating. It's one of the biggest shows of the last few years. doesn't need validation. However, in the, in the franchise, if that is now vital for episode nine, it, it gives it even more weight. And we don't even know where that story's going yet. We've got, I know at least two more seasons, if not more to come of the Mando to find out more yet. And I can't wait to see where, we get taken not just with Baby Yoda, but all of the characters, but it's obviously especially Baby Yoda because story-wise, by The Force Awakens, which is, what, 25, 27 years after the events of the Mando, season one, there is there is no super clone army of Baby Yodas. And, of course, there's no mention of anything relative to Baby Yoda or the events because, firstly, they weren't written by the time The Force Awakens came out. But um, also, mm. maybe, maybe they're just... Maybe they're saving because in between... Uh, episode six and episode seven there's 30 odd years of canon and they've got so much time to fill it in with so the idea that well we've never heard of baby yoda before this they don't mention him in seven eight and nine probably good reason for that he wasn't around but also they've got so much more time to fill in the gaps that by the time episode nine comes people probably don't know it's baby it may not even be you don't need to say oh palps doesn't need to say oh i got this vial for baby yoda you don't need to say that. You just, exactly. You just say, oh, it's, it's just, this goop's keeping me alive. That's all you've got to say. It doesn't need to be that specific yeah, exactly. for you to buy into it. Just like in the original trilogy, it's full of that. The Clone Wars are referred to, but you're like, you know, we had no idea what that was. Sounds- Neither did George. George didn't have that figured out. It just like, sounded oh, yeah, cool. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That sounds fantasy. And even then, you know, you've got another one, Obi-Wan you know, said Yoda was his master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, which he wasn't. Which one. And he, you know, even 
in in the Clone Wars and in the prequels. No way. Yoda is not Obi-Wan's master. Yeah. Well, maybe he is from a certain point from of a view. Certain, but, you know. And Padme, Leia remembering her mother in the films, is like, well, I'm not quite sure how you do remember Padme because she passed away about 42 seconds after you were born. But but again, since then, the, the one of the comics has filled that in. Quite nice, actually. They filled that in, that little potlow. And that's what I like about the canon. That's not a canon show, but they do fill in these plot holes. So for those who do follow, it it it, um, it polyfillers over them. And in the terms of Baby Yoda, the, the Mandalorian show, it ain't going to be polyfillering nothing. By the sounds of it, it could be building and building and building. And anything that makes my experience of Episode Nine sweeter. So I rewatched it the other day, but I'm going to save my thoughts for our... Um, fabled ranking show, which we're going to have to do sometime. Um, but anything which can sweeten that, or even the sequel trilogy as a whole, or just the lore of Palpatine, all for it, mate. So if they did it well, as it all comes down to that, they've got to pull it off well, then it will be a bold move. It will be a it will be a General Kenobi and Autopal. You are a bold one. It'd be bold to tie in Baby Yoda and Palpatine and the sequel trilogy and the first live-action TV series to, to merge those, it could pay off massively and set the scene for later uh, developments in TV series and maybe like video game tie-ins and stuff like that now for films. Is If it works, you know, the world is there. The world is there midichlorian to play with, man. Yeah. And, I, I you, you know, let me tell you this, mate, this fact. You lot, you're going to love it. You're going to eat this up like a Sunday roast dinner, like one of Luke Summerfield's roast dinners mate. on a on a Sunday, mate. Um, mate so so, episode seven yep. of the Mandalorian, Baby Yoda uses the Force to heal Grief Cargo, yep. right? Twenty like twenty four hours later, yeah. people are in the cinema, and Ray and Ben Solo are doing that same thing. They're healing like nobody's fault. Do you know what I mean? Like. Mm, it comes down to two synergy. things. Mate. It comes down to either it was a it was like an absolute happy coincidence, or it was they because because they because they obviously manipulated the the release dates of the Mandalorian to fit with Episode Nine because they were coming out every Friday, I think they were, or I think they were coming out every yeah. Friday, and um, obviously Episode Nine would have been dropping, so they moved the Mando to the Wednesday, so when it dropped on the Thursday. People, you know, people had enough time to see it and it wouldn't overlap. But in bringing it forward, like you say, we get that for the first time ever we see any kind of like in it like like a a force heal. We've seen potentially other ones of Obi Wan and Luke in A New Hope, or even Palpatine touching Anakin's burnt head in Revenge of the Sith. But this is the first gratuitous scene of force healing. And then the next day, like Blylo Ren just said, Ray Ren. Uh, Ren slash Ben, they're healing each other in these snakes left, right, and centre. Uh, is it a happy coincidence, or was it planted there uh, to kind of, you know, set this, sow the seeds for the for the fans like us who are absolutely going to watch the Mandalorian and then watch the Rise of Skywalker the next day, like, eat all that stuff up like a summer filled roast dinner? <sighs> it's not a coincidence. Yeah, it's. I mean, if if it was a coincidence, then uh, you're fine, whatever. But it's a it's a big old coincidence, isn't it? That that came out the day before, yeah. and, and and you know damn well that Lucasfilm would not have done that if they thought it was going to ruin a big moment in Nine when Ray exactly because you know what they're like with their secrets and the mystery box and everything. Well, in my experience, there's no such thing as luck. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> oh, Obi Wan Kenobi, yeah, a new hope, yeah. So, so don't. 
That's it. I was just quoting David Brent from The Office. Nope, sorry. <laughs> Any kind of David Brent quote is welcome. Obviously, the uh, superior version of The Office. Don't at me. Please, please don't at me. The original. The original. Yeah, the original and and I think it's the best. Also, we've got to mention as well that Quill in um, Good Our Boy Quill in episode four or something, or five, one of them, he calls uh, Baby a strand cast. Strand cast, he calls him. Because my my That's idea cool. was he was implying that he wasn't a clone, he was a strand cast, whatever the hell that is. But then I hear the word strand, and I'm like, strand of DNA? That sounds like a clone to me. So he, didn't, he doesn't outright, I, I don't think he outright comes out and says, because I actually said the other week that he does, but now I'm thinking he doesn't. He doesn't, I th- not sure he comes out right and says he's a you know he's, he's flesh and blood and his own, but he calls him a strand cast, and that's the first time we've ever heard yeah. that in canon. He doesn't call him a youngling you know or I, foundling. I, I will level, I'll level with you right now. I don't, I don't even remember that. He does I don't remember that, and I'm not saying it's I'm like not a saying you're, line you're wrong. But oh man, kind of just that's, that's it awesome though. I love it. That's like something you'd hear in um, like uh, what's it called, the puppets. The Jim Henson, Muppets? Dark Crystal, oh. like something. <laughs> the <Muppets. laughs> yeah, close enough. Close enough. That is Jim Henson. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Close Strandcast. enough. But, so, yeah. um, it sounds like something out of Dark Crystal, which you know, more fantasy sounds yeah. great. And it's just that this caught me because, like, well, I don't know what Strandcast is, but so they're introducing that um, idea as well. But there's so much. There is so much here. So the clones, we didn't. In terms of the clones, now. Because it is a big deal, and a lot of people have, have asked about have asked about it and that. But obviously, the obvious benefit is there's an obvious benefit. But why would they want to clone Baby Yoda? And also, is could Baby Yoda himself be a clone? I think no. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're cloning Bubba. If they're cloning anyone, again, this is all just speculation, people. Um, if they're cloning anyone, I think it's Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And they're going to insert, but the force doesn't carry in a clone in this in this canon. So they need to get their midichlorians from somewhere else. So they get the midichlorians from Bubba Yoda. Zap, pow, bang, bang that in Palpatine's body. Boom shakalaka. Episode nine, bang. Cool. Or not even episode nine, episode seven, because he's or, or before, because he's controlling Snoke. He's been around the, the whole time in the shadows for the whole time. Whatever late was that Leia said, and he is the Phantom Menace. I, I love that, mate. So right, that I mean, unless there's any more wild and wacky speculations that we completely missed, I think the I think the whole cloning, the blood transfusion, or the midichlorian transfusion, bringing bringing Palps back to life somehow. And that they're the kind of main reasons why the um, the Imperial Remnant would want Baby Yoda. So, as a kind of like final thoughts, in what are you thinking? If I if I had to say to you now, right, a sportsman sportsman's bet, the old the old handshake and all that. In we look back now, five years time. Let's say we know the answer. What do you think? What do you think, my friend, that the Empire Remnants of want with Baba Yoda? I think it has to be the Force. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be the force. You know, with all due respect, he is just a kid. There's not much else interesting about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is not much else can interesting about him. He can eat a frog. I mean, great. Perhaps great. Can't. He can go down the pub and down a frog. Brilliant. <laughs> um, but I just don't, I, it has to be that. It has to be. 
surely. And the fact that, you know, Yoda's race, we don't know the name of it. You know, could it be that his race are a very rare breed of people and they are all very strong with the force? And that's how they know that baby Yoda is going to be strong with the force because he's the first generation of this new um, race of alien. Yeah, something like that. That's what I think. Maybe he's the last of his species and they want to clone him to make sure they can have his power forever. I don't know. I I think I think I'm with you there, mate. Because the Imperial Remnant went on to become the First Order. The First Order took a lot of Imperial um, stuff, like hyperspace tracking, and took that for their own gains, as we saw in the Last Jedi. Maybe this was a test. Maybe they didn't know what they wanted. Maybe they were just trying to test if it was possible to extract midichlorians or the Force from a from a being and give it to somebody else or use it for their own benefit. And the Jedi are all gone. You know, most Force users are in hiding, unless they are um, Imperial, but Vader's dead, the Empire's dead, the Emperor's dead, all of the Jedi are dead, Luke Skywalker's vanished. Maybe they just thought this kid's an easy target, like taking candy from a kid and all that. So maybe they thought they wanted to use this kid as a test subject, and if it didn't work, well, what's one kid to the Imperial remnants who have shown that they'll blow up? Uh, billions of yeah. people on the planet so yeah i'm with you i think it's got something to do with the force but i wouldn't be surprised mate is if we find out it's something to do with the return of old cv boy palpatine so so we, we reckon it's the force but i'm also leaning towards a bit of palpatine so whatever the case is we must protect the child at all costs this is the way this is the way hello this is ahmed best I am Jar Jar Binks in the prequels. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, which is probably the UK's best Star Wars program. Now, um, as we do, we've had our main discussion. We're parched. We need a drink. Should we go into that dusty old drinking hole over there, my friend? Let's do it, Sam. Should we have a couple of frogs and neck them like Baby Yoda? <laughs> yeah, mate. Let's down them froggy boys. Yeah, a, couple, a couple of frogs, bit bartender, mate. Well, the Bantino, it's our own dusty little drinking hole. We are the proprietors of this place. And uh, we sit in here with you guys. We like to chat with you guys. And as we always do, we ask you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, for your thoughts and opinions on our main discussion. And here is what you had to say. Yeah, first off, to kick us off with all the Bantina shenanigans, it is our favourite person from the Ukraine. Old Iranian Rose has a lovely voice message for us. Hey everybody, it's Rose. Hope you and all your loved ones are staying safe and healthy out there. Uh, I don't really have any well-developed theories why Baby Yoda is being pursued, but putting on my investigative journalist hat for a minute, I'd focus on two things. Moff Gideon and then the scientist doctor guy. Moff Gideon obviously has a thing for the Force. He has the dark saber, and I'm betting he knows all about its history and the Jedi in general. So where does the doctor come in? Maybe Moff Gideon is wanting a blood transfusion with Baby Yoda's blood to become a Jedi himself? I don't know. That's far out there. Maybe he wants a clone army of Baby Yoda's? Also probably not true, but I'm definitely glad that Baby Yoda's in the Mandalorian's care right now. Gotta protect that little guy at all costs. Alright, thanks guys. Peace out. Yes, Rose, it's great to hear your voice. I think Rose is in a similar position with us. Again, with the scientist thing, um, with Moff Gideon using Baby Yoda for some sort of like force uh, transfusion 
to Palpatine, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm slipping in that. You know, I don't know. Um, mention of the clone army again. So, you know, maybe it is. I mean, I shot this down in the main discussion, but maybe it is more for a military purpose. We don't know. We don't know. But I think they are going to zap those, like, midichlorians up and inject them somewhere. Yep, and I, for one, would love to see how that plays out and how it is explained and if it works, and if so, what can it actually do to a non-York force user that we, that we know of in Moff Gid, old Gideon? You know, what could it do? I'd love, I'd love to see that. So, on Alderanian Rose, like Lukey Boy said, it's a pleasure to hear your voice again. Thank you so much for sending that in. And the more far out, the better. That's what we're here for. Sessions, isn't it? Far out. Um, thank you, mate. Next up, we've got Patreon KT. She said, the Empire needs him to help with their campaign. If people see this cutie at the head of the table, there will be lines and lines of folks wanting to sign up. Damn right. I'd turn for that. Uh, Jen Marie, our friend from Anakin and his angel.com said, from the beginning, I assumed that Baby Yoda was sought after for his powers. Now that we've seen the Rise of Skywalker and know that Palps returned, I wonder if Baby Yoda is a key element in his return. What powers does Baby Yoda have that we might not know about? Uh, I'm in the middle of reading the Rise of Skywalker novel. So I'm unaware if there's any more info on Palp's return that I haven't come across yet. But I thought this would be pretty interesting to discuss. Now, the novel is incredible. And that's a good point. You know, could it be that Baby Yoda actually has something, that that species has something that, if it, that we don't know about? A new force power, a revolutionary force power that could keep people going. Good shout. And, um, and Josh E. Josh E. said, if they were able to clone a baby as force sensitive as Baby Yoda into an army, they would be practically unstoppable. Mm, more of this army stuff more of this uh, just an army of evil little green boys <laughs> green friend little green friends up next we got a voicemail again from you know him you love him patron legend welsh luke summerfield let's hear it <laughs> Hey, all you sessioners around the world. I believe the remnants of the Empire are trying to harvest the life force from Baby Yoda, like Mother Talzin in the Clone Wars. Maybe he's the key to keeping the Palpatine clones alive. Also, let's not forget the projects listed on Scarif in Rogue One. Stellar Sphere, Mark Omega, Pax Aurora, Cluster Prism, Black Saber and Stardust. And remember, Palpatine loves the long game. Freeze. No! Drop your weapons! No, 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 pardon. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to alarm. Uh, this is Dr. Pershing. Please excuse his lack of decorum. <laughs> Our little Welsh friend. Our little Welsh friend. Oh, Luke Somerville loves a good baby order session. The valleys. Um, oh, we love it, Lukey boy. Thank you for sending that in, mate. Yeah, again, talk about the life force, trying to move that to someone. First time in this show, Mother Towson has been mentioned, which I think is interesting good show. because again that's more of the dark side and part of that spectrum of the force just like you have a spectrum of good you have a spectrum of bad mother towels in 
you know, might might play a role in this. I don't know. I don't know, Matty Boy. I think it's a good shout. Anything, any of that kind of night sister stuff that can be mentioned is, a, is good. That's a good shout, actually. She, Mother Talzin would use their magic to move spirits around and all that, which sounds wacky, but somehow it worked. And yeah, keep in mind the Rogue One projects that um, Lukey Boy mentioned. As I said, the first, the first order, or the final order, used hyperspace tracking. So who's to say that Palps didn't just go back into his file of facts and take the info out um, so we could use it for things like Baby Yoda. So Palps does love the long game. And we love your message to Lukey Boy, so thank you very much for that. Uh, Red 4 Charlie said... Well, we know that Palpatine has, was trying to perfect the cloning process and it was not going well. He needed a good body that's Force-sensitive. As Yoda was so strong with the Force and lived a long time, what a better vessel to embody than one of that species? Cue the search. Emily Meansley mm-hmm. and Cuddy Bricks both think it was for cloning purposes too. Steve Bridge said, it's the midichlorians. And our boy, Ant Goodman, said, I think the Empire wants him as a vessel for the Emperor's essence or spirit to take over after he was killed in the Death Star. We all we already know that he has Imperial still serving him in secret, aka General Pride. What would Moff Gideon's doing this? I never thought about that, serving Palps in secret. The Darth Bane trilogy is not a longer canon, but it tells us that mm. for essence transfer to work, you need a body strong enough to rule the power of the dark side. Um so they won't die like the Emperor's clone is in Tross. But whose whose will is also susceptible enough for the spirit to take of that body? Baby Oda seems to tick both those boxes, just my thoughts. Keep up the spicy pod work, lads. Thank you for the kind words there, mate. And nice. we never mentioned that. Maybe Moff Gideon is being controlled or under under the tutelage and working for Palps. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? It makes yeah. sense that someone like that would maybe assist in also the construction and the assembly of the final order too. Yeah. So that's an interesting thought mm. too. Thank you very much for sending that in all oh, Guys, um, up next, we've got another cheeky voice message from local boy, <laughs> Martin Mead. The Imperial Remnant want the child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, so that they can turn the tide in their favour and regain control over the galaxy. I don't believe, in my opinion, that he or she is a clone, but that they found the child and took them from their birthplace. I also think that they want to use the child in some capacity, i.e., to harvest the force power or perhaps a vessel for Palpatine and to use the child as a pure weapon against their enemies. Because they could probably see that there is pure, untapped, raw power and strength there. For the future, I can see Mandalorian trying to find the child's birthplace or planet or species, also helping them to hone their skills in a bounty hunter or warrior capacity. I believe if the rumours are true about Ahsoka, then she will be involved in some way. Because at the moment, I don't believe the child knows right from wrong uh, or distincting light side from dark side, i.e. strangling Cara Dune, but healing Grief Karga. The future of this character, there's so much potential there. From comic books to novels, they could even have a spin-off series or even a full series of their own. Guys, thanks so much for the amazing podcast. Keep up all of the brilliant work and stay safe, everyone. May the force be with you all. Well, lad. Yes, again, the remnant, the Empire, they want baby Yoda 
on their side. They want to sway things. They want the Empire back. And Baby Yoda is the way to do that because of, like you said, the raw strength and so on and so forth. Love it. Thank you for sending that in, Martin, mate. Awesome, mate. Ahsoka, she's going to be involved in some way with the child? She's in it. Apparently, Rosario Dawson gave the worst brush off in history the other day when she was asked straight up if she's in it. If you haven't seen that, go to YouTube, uh, Rosario Dawson, Ahsoka. It's incredible. Um, so will she be in, in, involved somehow? I hope so. But like you say, there is so much potential here, so much potential that we, we've just spent half an hour, 40, 40 minutes talking about it. And, you know, we're still finding out new ideas from you guys here. So thank you for that. Uh, we always appreciate your words. Cheers, Martin. Another Patreon, Darth Dildo said, potentially they wanted to extract his DNA to make more clones of him or extract the midichlorians. The Empire could be planning a Force-sensitive army. There you go. As part of a comeback in the future. Moff Gideon could even want Baby Yoda's Force genes for himself so he can wield the Sabre and have the Force. Not that it would work, Darth says. So many possibilities. They could even use him to hunt down any other Force-sensitives. Whatever the answers end up being, I'm open-minded, have no expectations, and I'm so damn pumped. It's because Darth Dude as a legend is always Mr. Positive. And Shannon Hall, my ledge, said <laughs> he was a meme legend. That's why they wanted him. Exactly. Exactly, Shannon. Exactly. Exactly. Um, awesome. Finally, patron and another local boy. Local boy huh? Huh? Um, George Constantinou says, since watching the sequel trilogy, especially The Rise of Skywalker, cloning does seem viable. Possibly practice for Papa Palps to perfect the formula ahead of The Rise of Skywalker. We need to remember, fans may be divided if there are too many parallels with what they have already seen. Being that Yoda and Yaddle are the only known same species and pre-Empire, no one would dare try to kidnap one of them. Maybe the species share a secret or power unknown, not Force-related. See, George comes through with our last message in the Bantina, and he spices things up. I love that, Georgie boy. Um, Yeah, you know, what if... What if? You know, what if there is something deeper to the alien race the Yoda race, quote-unquote. Um, we don't know. We don't know. But once again, there all seems to be um, this uh, common factor between all our answers that the Empire are after Baby Yoda for the power. It's just what? What are they using that power for? So thank you for sending that in, Georgie Boy. Nice one, Georgie Boy. Yeah, and good last shout there. Fans may be divided. There are too many parallels with what we've already seen. I really dig that quote because... Whilst we're sitting here saying how sweet would it be for Papa Palps to be behind all this, there will also be some people out there who will not will just be like, that's someone that knows it hurts. But it all comes down to the magical execution. Oh, 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 hey, bow. All comes down to that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've just got to keep that in mind that what, what works for one isn't going to work for another. But, guys, thank you all so much for sending your comments in. And as I always say, if you didn't get mentioned this week, please do keep sending on your messages because we do love reading them all and um, hopefully we can get them in a future episode so thank you for that guys yes absolutely and now we're moving on to our patreon section of the better but bantina and um this is where our patrons get to ask a question 
each month, but only if you're on a certain tier. Um, $3. So first, that's it. That's it. So the $3 tier, you can ask a guaranteed question each month. It's proper spicy. It's proper filth. Um, First up, Jimmy Adams has quite a spicy question for us, mate. As always, he says, just watched episode nine of Clone Wars season seven. Wondering what your favorite arc is in the Clone Wars franchise or just favorite episode in general. This one has got to be in my top three. Seeing the Jedi, and by the way, spoilers to people who haven't seen Clone Wars (laughs) season seven, episode nine. If you haven't, go watch it. It's great. Um, Jimmy goes on to say, seeing the Jedi on the planets where they're going to die was unsettling and knowing what was about to happen to anakin and my boy kenobi oh dude jimmy mate clone wars is bringing it all back for me bring it all back to you um (laughs) it is definitely bringing the spice man It is definitely bringing the spice weren't too keen on the last arc i'll level with you um but i think this is content for a probably a different show once clone wars season seven's all wrapped up um so i won't include any of the season seven episodes or arcs um but i love season five in general yeah is great season five it looks great there are great stories in there great arcs ahsoka's great in it the troopers are great in it um i mentioned this a couple weeks ago i really love the arc with yoda uh when he's tested you know so to speak yeah he can sense the dark side of the force rising and he then ends up meeting uh what appears to be darth bane that's really cool um i've mentioned this before i always forget the name of it but there is an episode with saw guerrera we're introduced to saw guerrera and his sister for the first time and anakin and obi-wan infiltrate this city that's occupied by a um what's it word like a um yeah, separatist, a puppet, a puppet king, Got you, a yeah, puppet yeah. leader. It's the Yonder on our um, Yes, yes, brilliant, brilliant. And on top of that, just because I like seeing the underworld, I'll add the Cad, any Cad Bane arc in. Oh, I love, I love Cad Bane. That is, and that's an animated character I'd love to see in live action. Cad Bane is one of those awesome characters Star Wars came up with, especially George. I love Cad Bane, man. Uh, the yeah, the Saul Guerrero arc is when he talks normally. <laughs> he doesn't talk like this. For me, I've got a couple yet. Yeah, from seasons five, The Lawless is insane. That episode It's the one where Maul, Satine, and Obi Wan they do their dead little dance together, and Maul ends up skewering Satine before Darth Sidious turns up and absolutely just bests and beasts and and just pours Aramat all over Maul and Savage and cooks him up for dinner. I love yep. that episode so much. Nice. Um, like you've just said, the Oda's arc in season six, I think it is, where he travels to the uh, wellspring of life. He finds the Force priestesses. He fights evil Yoda. He sees Darth Bane and the future of the Jedi. He sees all that. I love that, man. It was such a great end to what we thought was the end of the Clone Wars at the time because it fit in so well with the prequels. Um, it opened up some great lore. And, um, but I think one of my favourite arcs of them all Season four, it's the Umbara arc with the clones and the, like, the ridiculously named Pong Krell. That is absolutely boss. Mm. I really, really like the Umbara arc. And it's Pong Krell was a Jedi general. He's already seen through the lies of the Jedi. And he's... Mate, if you go over, guys, you haven't seen it, go and watch the Umbara arc from season four. It's so good. 
so good. Yes, uh, for, but on on the Clone Wars, when the Clone Wars got it right or gets it right, it is incredible. And you know, Cedar Mandalore started with a bang. So um, yeah, once that season seven's done, I'm sure we'll do a, some sort of Clone Wars recap or something along those lines. Anyway, um, but yeah, when t- when the Clone Wars gets it right, mate, it is that is banging. So Jimmy boy, thank you so much for that. And guys out there, what are some of your favourite moments or arcs as well? Let us know. The aforementioned Darth, Darth Dildo from Down Under. He gave, he glitched off a question with three heads. It says, you guys, are, uh, me and Luke, you guys are Jedi Padawans. What species are you? It can be any species. Who would be your Jedi Master in canon? And why would they be your choice as Master? And what planet would you go to on your first mission? Darth always comes up with some like naughty questions. So here we go. I would be a Claudite, which is Zan Wessel's species. Mentioned it before. Shapeshifters. Could probably come in handy nice. an awful lot. Get me out of a lot of tight spots. My Jedi Master would be Key Addy Mundy. Everybody, happy Key Addy Monday. Because um, that man, he didn't, he, that, <laughs> that guy didn't give a damn, man. He loved a bit of war. He keeps saying, oh, the Jedi, oh, yeah, we're, so, we're so good and hoity-toity and above everybody else. Every time he gets a chance to swing that saber and take falls out, he's doing it. So I think Key Addy Monday behind the scenes is right naughty. And um, what planet? Mate, can, Cantonica, a bit of Canto bite in it. Could have some fun there and live the high life before you know being a boring old Jedi takes over. Uh, before Rose Tico puts her fist through this lousy, beautiful town. Man, I want to go and live it up in Canto Bight a few times. Use the force, you know, maybe maybe win a few credits and um, you know influence the bartender to give me a few t- uh, cheap rams. Yeah, oh, I bet right? you Canto wait to get there. <laughs> uh... Yes. Hey. Over to you, my friend. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> love it um species you know i have a big soft spot for the um abednidos yes um the new era of star wars alien and um i've, I've started to realize they are everywhere now like <laughs> fallen order bang they're there uh resistance bang they're there <laughs> they're everywhere um abednido i'd be that a jedi master i can't help but think of obi-wan but that's a bit boring um so i'm gonna go for someone who i really like as a jedi he seems to be very level-headed kind he's so kind um plo Koon. Oh, friend i'm gonna go with friend plo Koon, uh, friend jedi friend yeah, he's going to be my Jedi friend. And um, we're going to go to Endor and um, roll about with teddy bears. Oh, It's going to be great. That's really quite It's going to be really. sick. Yeah. Oh, imagine that. Imagine, imagine banging Stormtrooper heads together with the... With the <laughs> I was going to go for um, Qui-Gon Jinn just because, again, he was a maverick, but a bit boring, that, isn't it? So, Ki-Adi Mundi and Plo Koon are coming for you. So, thank you very much for that, Darth. Again, give us your answers, mate. Yes, give us your answers. And finally, patron legend, you've already heard of him, Welsh King Luke Summerfield says, what are your top five things to get you through isolation? We all know that Bly Walker loves a good takeaway. (laughs) Oh, bro, you know that, man. Like, my Friday night, my weekend takeaway, man, is like one of the highlights of my week (laughs) right now. Whether that's going to the local Dutty Chicken Shop or ordering in a curry, or, you know what, big shame, Chinese are all, like, closed at the I moment. I know, I'm really, I'm really craving a dig in a Chinese at the minute, man. I know, man, I'm me, big time. I, I'm well up for a Chinese. Um, but the Indian, the curry houses, they're all open, they're loving life. Uh, listen, yeah, takeaway, 
Um, I'll be lying if I didn't say Battlefront 2. I play Battlefront 2 a lot. And at the moment, it's in like small sessions. It might even be like a 40-minute session on my lunchtime or a bit after work, but only like an hour or so. Because, again, I'm really conscious that also my wife is isolating as well. I don't want to sit there doing like a three-hour session on Battlefront and she's just there. Do you know what I mean? So there's that. Um, Playing games, watching the game chasers on YouTube. Yeah, if if you haven't heard of them... Look them up. They're a bunch of guys from Texas. They're hilarious, and they just go retro game hunting in Texas and the US. They're really funny, and I I really enjoy their show. They do. It's like um, American Pickers, but game chasing, like retro yeah, game yeah. chasing. It's ace. Um, so I really enjoy that. Uh, and then other things, skyping and zooming. Uh, staying in contact with video, whether that's with family or like, my congregation or wh- whatever. Staying in contact with people is like so important. And it's like meeting up with people is so underrated. <laughs> like after this, I'm like, bro, I just want to see people and hug people. Oh, um, right. And then after that, probably just listening to podcasts and going on walks and stuff. Yep. You know, it's nothing too exciting, but there we go. Matty boy, what's yours, man? Um, tea. I've got tea bags. I had a right meltdown every day. I was like, oh, well, I've only got two tea bags left. I can't handle this. So I had to run to the shop to get tea bags. It was essential, I'm, I'm telling you. Um, generally, just Wi-Fi, mate. Because being able to go, sit and sit down in the front room in the evening and watch a bit of Disney+, Plus, watch a bit of YouTube, um, listen to music or... Just, just surf the internet or anything. Wi-Fi, mate, is getting me through. Because imagine if this was 20 years ago, we, we do have to talk to each other and play board games and that. Oh, I wouldn't mind that, to be fair. My nipper, of course. The little nipper's getting me through. If it wasn't for her, then um, I'd get oh. more sleep. But um, it's always, but it's fun getting to do like uh, drawing and playing and stuff like that and getting beaten around. So that's fun. Doing podcasts, man. I mean, doing a show like this, is on a, I know what I'm going to do on a Monday night. It's, it gives me something to look forward to on a Monday night. Um, Wednesday the show goes out great it's great to hear from you guys once you've heard it and we love hearing you, what you think of it and then kind of preparation for the next week's show starts we, we start talking about what we're going to talk about um, coming out of ideas and graphics and all that it's wicked so now that is this, this still doing this is, is great and um, and Luke Bly's voice I mean <laughs> come on uh. if you guys are getting through isolation not because of me it's because of the golden tones of Blylo Ren over there so they are the Five things getting me through us, and obviously, yeah, games. I mean, been playing Jedi Fallen Order an awful lot recently. Uh, my patrons will find out more about that very soon, but that, that's pretty much it, really. Yeah, bit of soppiness, but also a bit of reality. I need my cups of tea, lads. So that's that's my nah, man, dude. I'm gonna just echo that. Like, shout out to my missus. <laughs> like, oh, she's in the same room, glaring at you. I've mentioned <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront Two <laughs> and Curry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, family, but definitely my missus. And the community, the Star Wars Sessions community is the one, people. Like, I love you guys, and you guys are so awesome. And speaking of community, we have recently set up a um, a free Star Wars Sessions Discord server. If you don't know what a Discord server is, it's like a group chat for people so you just need to download uh discord dm us on twitter 
Instagram or email us and we will send you the Discord server link. Okay, ask for the link and we'll send it to you. And every morning there are hellos, there are good mornings. It's a lovely place, really is pleasant. We all chat Star Wars on there, other stuff. We show what we're having for dinner. It's it's, <laughs> we show it's what we're wearing. really good though, man. Like it's it's another thing that has kind of like kept kept me going a little bit, oh, you know. Yeah, and man, that's look, when when someone like Katie Stubbs comes in and drops a pie and mash and gravy on a Sunday evening. I'm all over That's that, it, man. man. And, and all the rest it, of the good stuff we get. Yeah, they, what, what's everyone watching? What's everyone doing? And we see pictures of people's dogs and that. Jimmy, Jimmy himself sends them. Um, a spicy Canadian, as he's known, shows us pictures of his vistas and the landscapes of, and, and the snow. And it's it's wild, man, isn't it? It's, it's really, really, really sweet. So, yeah, if you want to sign up and just a fun, safe, friendly space to chat, yeah, sign up, man. Come and ask us and uh, we'll absolutely give you those details. So, um we also mentioned Patreon. If you want to sign up to our Patreon or even just check out what we've got to offer, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions, or one word there, and you can see what we've got on our tiers. You get three bonus shows every month, plus you get videos, content, pictures. Uh, you can drop questions to us. Ooh, lots of good stuff coming and plenty more to come in future as well. And if they want to wear our merch, where can they find that, Blalo? They can find that on our T Public store, mate, which is at www.tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Star Wars sessions. Very well said. So now it is time to leave this dusty old bar for another week. Hopefully you can you can shut down and all go home now. Um, and now, speaking of Golden Tones, we all know it's coming. This is a new poem from the man of the Golden Tones. Take it away, Curtis Smith, with a brand new poem called Two. Two. My life was all bounties and violence, until sometime quite recently, I was forced to a choice, and I chose to behave decently. You're fifty years young, but you act like you're two. I've been alone for so long now, it feels good to have crew. Your status was bounty, but now it is friend. I think we'll be together until we reach the end. We glide through the stars, traveling to and fro, while every scum with a tracking fob waits down below. The way that I roll troubles hard to avoid, but you've got my back like an IG-type droid. I put your needs first, what else can I do? In the blink of an eye, my clan of one became two. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. Oh, all about the Mandalorian and the child. Curtis Smith, he's that guy who does know Victoria's Secret. Blilo, did that choke you up? <laughs> Oh, man. See, I can't be super sad because you always come up with those <laughs> fire puns that <laughs> burn the house down. No, I'm this close and I know we're on video. So I, there's just a little bit of space between my thumb and my finger. Tiny bit of space. I'm that close away from breaking down because of that beautiful poem. Always Curtis, always a spicy legend. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Ken Napsok, author of Why We Love Star Wars, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! Okay, this week it is my turn to host your favourite bit of the podcast. It's everyone's favourite bit. Of course, it is the Star Wars Sessions game. Listen, Matty boy, are you ready for this week's spicy one? I never know what to expect, so let's just say yes. You love it, we love it, Baby Yoda loves it. Or maybe not, because this game is called Kill off Baby Yoda in season two, or so that's it. Oh, so that's the title of the game. We're going to kill off Baby Yoda in season two, or whatever. <laughs> oh, no. So I think I know what's your coming. first, your first option, mate. Your first option, big boy, is kill off Baby Yoda in season two, or a paid round trip. To Star Wars Celebration, whenever that'll be. Oh mate, oh mate, that's a that's a tough one. Do you know this I... this is just for you. Oh mate, the the chance to go to that celebration, interact with our buddies out there. Sorry, Yoda, you're paced. I'm going to Star Wars Celebration. Oh. I'm hanging out at a session squat. Oh, he's done him already. Matt he's killed gone. him. Well, that's it. That's this week's game, people. Uh... <laughs> No, I've got a few more. I've got a few more. Okay, all right. Um, kill off Baby Yoda in season oh. two or a million quid. Man, for a million quid, I could possibly do a midichlorian transfusion. I mean, at this rate, you could go to Celebration a couple times, mate. Maybe Bali and Hong Kong. I mean, they do sound quite desirable. Well, soon they will be anyway. Um, oh... What could I? Uh, no, Baby Yoda, you're paced again. You're paced on the bottom of my shoe. I'm the. I'm taking a million dollars and I'm treating Blilo okay. to a curry. All right, mate. Fair play. Kill off Baby Yoda in season two or a lifetime supply of Blue Moon. Oh right, nope. See you later, Baby Yoda. <laughs> no way. What? Oh. Okay. Hold All on. right. He said it. Oh, I said it now. He said it. Last luck. I can't go back. Final answer. Kill off Baby Yoda in season two, or you can never watch Star Wars Resistance ever again. Ah, oh, Baby Yoda's safe, man. Oh. Come on, come on, cut. Side luck to me, give me a oh. cut away. I do enjoy a bit of Resistance, but I could happily not see it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kill off Baby Yoda in season two, or the continuation of the Skywalker saga with an episode ten. Mm, that is a that is a that's a loaded question. Uh, judging by how they sort of stumbled wrapping it up in the first place, I think I will keep Baby Yoda alive. Baby Yoda, you're staying to me, mate. No more, no more, mm. epi- no episode ten. Mm, I like it. That's a, you know what that says? That says a lot. That says a lot. Kill off Baby Yoda in season two, or get rid of the McClunky edit. <laughs> this is the toughest one of them all. McClanky. McClanky. Um, 
I mean, for the memes, McClunky is a winner. But then Baby Yoda, as uh, Shannon said, is the meme legend. So Baby Yoda safe this time. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's a good one. Kill off Baby Yoda in season two or never see the Phantom Menace again. Oh, um, I feel like I owe it to our boy Ahmed to watch it again. Um, every time I watch that film, I get a greater appreciation while still obviously cringing at the bad bits. Um, I've got that. No, I've, no, I've got to throw Baby Yoda at the, um, out the window. Sorry, mate. Got to, Phantom Menace has got the feels, man. So more feels oh. than Baby Yoda so far. Oh, mate, it's all about those nostalgic vibes. It's all about that big um, stuff, mate. All right, mate. Last one. Last one, big boy. Here we go. Kill off Baby Yoda in season two or kill off your own door. <laughs> Who's going to get a drink over the red? Um, well, your little, what's your little girl's name again? Or do you not? No, don't, you don't have to share that. No, a little Olivia Rose. Um, yeah, Olivia. Olivia, drink over your head. Bang. <laughs> she'd, she'd just stand there laughing or she'd get the huff on um, probably the second one you never know next time next time I come round I might accidentally spill like part of my pint over it <laughs> so just, it depends what it is I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll drink the pint off her um, but of course of course baby Yoda's being thrown onto the motorway see you later mate yeah, I thought you were going to... Little baby Olivia. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> off, mate. I've really grown fond of you, love, but you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, we've chucked her out the uh, car boot into yeah. Lake Meadows down Billericay. <laughs> we've yeah. kicked her out, mate. See you later. Yeah, go on. Baby for hot you, you can go work at the Red Lion, love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, unfortunately, thankfully, saved from a life of working in the Red Lion or, or some pizza delivery place, she is safe with me. Baby Oda, I love you. See ya. Lovely. And that's it, mate. That is it. <laughs> some of those are quite tough, actually. I'll give you that. In jest or not, some of those are quite tough. Especially the kid one, right? And that was the hard, one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make, mate. <laughs> Honestly. I was like, what do, what do I mean? This little green... Because the other day I was walking with her to the park, the field, so I was holding her hand. And in the shadow, I was like, she, I look like the Mandalorian in my shadow, in my head. And she's like Baby Yoda. So she already oh, is my man. Baby Yoda. Oh, that is the dream, isn't it? Is it? Her Disney should... Plus icon is Baby Yoda. I should get me a kid. <laughs> yeah, I want one of those things. <laughs> yeah, get me yeah. one of them. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, one day, once if as long as you like, if you like the colour of your hair, don't. <laughs> if you if you like prematurely aging, <laughs> do. Oh right, yeah. Well, I, you never know. Yeah, I mean, the missus might like a silver fox. You never know. Well, I know somebody who will like a silver fox one day, and that's Blilo Ren. He'd be rocking that that hair, mate. I can imagine it. That Roy Walker cut. So, um, that is <laughs> good game, though, mate. That's a good game. Interesting, mate. I wondered if you were going to tie it into Baby Yoda, and you know, Yoda not disappoint. So, <laughs> thanks, mate. Oh, yeah, that was worthy so um that is that though on that absolutely awful night for what was a very good show episode 60 mate episode 60 of star wars sessions Mad. fun doesn't end there mate no one's ever really gone where can the world find us master Blywalker? they find us at starwarsessions.co.uk they can also find us on the twitterverse at star wars session with no s at the end that's at star wars session on 
Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. There's an S on that one. That's at Star Wars Sessions on their Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or cheeky message to our email address. S ws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk that's sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk and if you want to support the show further please consider checking out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions well said my friend we're on anchor fm spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher tune in overcast pocket cast deezer Everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, we are there. If you love the show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser.com. The IMDB for podcasts is awesome. Our faces are on there. So if you do have 30 spare seconds, please do drop us a review on there as well. Helps the show grow so much. And also, like I say, we love hearing from you guys in any way we can. So thanks again. Yes, and please tell all of your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats. Tell your little baby Olivia. Tell your Ewok. Tell your cousin. The more the merrier. The castle's spicier, Dab. She's asleep now, so tell her quietly, please. Tell her that this is definitely the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, it's see ya. And from Lukey Boy. May the force be with you always. Luke. We love it, you love it, baby Yoda loves it. They are Essex based podcast heroes. Tell that to Country Club.